as they say, to be void of feeling is death. To be engulfed by feeling is infancy. So we're aiming in the gray here as humans because nobody wants to be a sociopath and nobody wants to be so consumed by their emotions that they can't see straight. The same time, triggers happen to the best of us. A surprise email that turns your stomach, being cut off on the road or at the table for that matter. These moments are part of being human, but it doesn't mean they have to take you down. The more aware and awake you are, the more you can do something about them. And you may even see some triggers disappear entirely. We're going to go through a four-step process that is simple in understanding, maybe not easy in practice, but the more you do it, just like anything else, the easier it becomes. Let's jump in. Welcome to So To Speaks The Closet series. I'm your host, Christy Mandor. As an energy leadership and mindset coach, I work with high achieving, overthinking, established and emerging leaders and entrepreneurs to support them in getting out of their heads and back into their lives. I believe that by strengthening your emotional intelligence, rediscovering your core values and boosting your mindset, you have hit the trifecta of being well on your way to feeling more relieved, reset, and ready to bring your whole self back into the world. My hope is that by listening in on each episode, you leave feeling reconnected with yourself with maybe even a possible shift in perspective that supports you along the way. Because sometimes the smallest spaces allow the biggest insights to emerge. I'm glad you're here. All right. I am so happy to bring you this four-step framework or process, whichever you'd like to call it, and for you just to keep it in your back pocket because I keep hearing over and over again how one of the best practices that we all can strengthen that is lifelong support is being able to strengthen our emotional regulation practices, whatever they are. And the reason is because our emotions can really have us skew the way we think and our thoughts can skew the way we feel, right? So the more we can begin to pay attention to our emotions, the more we have control over shifting and changing them so that we don't numb them out as much or we we start paying attention of when we're kind of shoving them down and instead learn how to not just sit with them to get curious about what they're telling us, because emotions really are all information. They're not good or bad. It's just a little info. Like, okay, I wonder what's going on there. It also allows us to pay attention to how we can have them flow through us. I may have mentioned before in previous episodes that the longest our emotions really stay with us in our system is 90 seconds max. It's been proven. And what happens is that our minds hook in and start creating these stories. And so the emotions either stay in our systems longer or they don't flow through us because our mind hijacks them or we push them down because our mind's like, nope, shut it down, throw it in the vault. You are not to feel that way. And what happens, which is no surprise because everything is connected, is that our bodies then begin to 
ding, ding. There's like fluorescent lights that start flashing. And I keep thinking of the game operation. It's like there, you know, you can be very careful around emotions, but eventually you're going to feel that buzzer. And the more that we can learn to navigate our inner landscape of our emotions and just get curious, just, you know, figure out the way that works for you the best to raise your tolerant tolerance level to be able to sit with them. The more you are benefiting yourself, the more you're benefiting the people around you, and the more you're benefiting future generations in your family, because you're shifting patterns and habits that may not be helpful anymore. So without further ado, the acronym, because I love acronyms, I think they're easier to remember, is STOP. And STOP is great, obviously, because you're wanting to pause yourself and notice what's going on. And it's also a wonderful way for you to have a little bit more control over what's happening in your mind because our thoughts create our emotions and our emotions create our behavior. So sometimes our inner critic may need like a solid shout out to stop. And other times it might just need a little bit of a nudge if you're in this anxious space or you're feeling really down. It might just be a loving nudge to just stop and let's pull back a little bit and not go down the mental quicksand. So stop is S-T-O-P and the S is say how you feel. So the first step is to say how you feel like anything. It's just to pay attention to it and to raise your awareness around it. And Dr. Dan Siegel, who has done so much work, he has such a prolific amount of work in neuroscience, has a very famous phrase that keeps this a little playful and very helpful. And it's called name it to tame it. And what he has found is that by naming how we feel, we're actually regulating our system. And my thought on that is that it's from that place where we're really uncertain when we're in our, our internal uncertainty of how we're even feeling and foggy brain, the more we can start paying attention and actually name how we're feeling, it creates a bit more certainty. So our body chills out a little bit. And this is one of the most powerful moves in self-regulation that you can do. And if efficiency buzzes you up, this is two for the price of one because you're raising your awareness. You're also raising your regulation ability. So that's awesome. So that's the first. So the first is just noticing. And then from that place, you move on to T, which is take a breath. It is the magic one big full belly breath go-to that is consistently being recommended because it works. So once you notice how you're feeling, And then it's like this big breath, almost like a sigh, like, okay, I'm noticing that I'm feeling embarrassed right now, or I'm noticing that I'm feeling frustrated. All right, I'm going to take a breath. And when, when I often talk to people about taking a breath, I love the idea of taking a big belly breath. So inhaling through your belly. And then when you're exhaling, Instead of breathing out as if we're like getting rid of whatever's happening in our body and it going out through our mouth, I often invite people to visualize that when they're breathing, it's 
the breath is going down your body through your feet. So it's, it's exiting the emotion. It's like allowing the emotion to move through you. And if you're doing this and you're starting this four-step process in pleasant emotions, which I highly advise because our patience for our emotions when they're feeling good is much, much, much more than when we are feeling unpleasant. So you can hang out with it a little bit longer. And so if you're doing it when the feeling is really pleasant and you're in a place where you're feeling really grateful or you're feeling really inspired, saying how you feel and then moving to take a breath, I often say, breathe out as if you're sealing in the feeling. So seal in the feel. And why that's important is because the more you can notice internally through embodied self-awareness, how your body's feeling when you're in gratitude and how your body's feeling when you feel inspired or when you're feeling joyful, the easier it will be to get back to it when you're feeling otherwise. So either if it's a feeling that's unpleasant, you're going to say how you feel. And then when you take a breath, it's exhaling as if it's flowing through your system and out your feet. And if it's a feeling that you really want to seal in and you want to remember and relish in it, you're going to take a breath. And when you exhale, it's sealing in. It's almost like taking a snapshot in your body so your body can remember what that feeling is like. And then you're going to move on to O. So O is really cool. So O is opening your hands. And it's so underrated, yet oftentimes when we're in a feeling that is unpleasant, where we're triggered in some way, whether it's fight, flight, freeze, fawn, whatever, chances are really high that your hands are in some sort of a clench or a fist or even like a claw. And when you open your hands, you're letting your body know that you're safe because we have a tendency to close our hands when we're feeling threatened. So after you say how you feel, after you take a breath and then you open your hands, you're not just letting your body know that you're safe, but you're also in a receiving mode. And so you may notice a relief. You may notice yourself in just sigh involuntarily or even yawn. And when you are in that place, that is then when you move on to P, which is partnering up with yourself. And this is where you're going to check in with yourself and either ask yourself what you need at this moment, which is the number one question in self-compassion. Kristen Neff, who is the godmother and pioneer in self-compassion research, shares that simple question of just simply saying, what do you need right now? What do you need? And if you're revved up, chances are you won't listen in as clearly. It'll be a little staticky. That's why pairing all four steps together and then allowing yourself to fully get back in your body before you ask that is really important because then you'll get a clear, you're more likely to get a clear answer internally. And you're partnering up with yourself. So you're going to just recapping, start with S, you're going to name it to tame it. So stop. Okay, let's check in. Then you're going to shift to taking a breath. Is this a feeling I want to seal in? Or is this a feeling I want to move through? 
and then you're going to open your hands and then you're going to partner up with yourself. Put these four steps together and see how it goes. And remember, starting with low stakes situations where you're even, whether it's a feeling that you really enjoy and you want to use this four step framework just to check in and see how it works, that's a wonderful place to start. Also, just neutral places, like if you're in line at the post office or if you're in the car at a red light. I always love using traffic lights because it's a built in timer. When the light's red, you just are going to check in. And then when the light's green, you're going to go. So you can easily do the stop framework for regulating your system at a red light and just check in to see how you feel. And then the bonus is that then you become an even safer driver on the road because you drive again when the light turns green with more awareness and more alertness. So we thank you for doing this at a, at a red light and to check in and to see what happens, because I think we all can agree that the world is needing more awake and alert people, more awake and alert leaders. And by you taking the time to incorporate and integrate this into your life, you're benefiting all of us. So thank you so much for tuning in. And we will be back next week going through one more technique that I love for shifting gears when you are feeling triggered. I'll see you then. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of So To Speaks The Closet series. And thank you for doing your part in rehumanizing the workforce and the world. It means so much and it would mean so much also for you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, let us know how we're doing. And then also go ahead and follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn so that you can continue to gain tools and gain insight to boost your emotional intelligence, boost your mindset. And if you are looking into ways to bring, so to speak, to your organization and to your leaders, you can go ahead and visit www.sotospeak.com. We'll see you next time.